Ah, and we are live! Welcome back to Takes by Fans. We have a great show for you today. As always, we are live every single day at noon Eastern. Now, if you want to watch, head over to twitch.tv slash takes by fans if you want to watch live. If you don't want to, if you want to watch but not live, head over to our YouTube channel. Just search Takes by Fans. We post all of our episodes and clips of the show there on a daily basis. And then we're also on podcasting apps as well if you just want to listen. So spot Spotify, Anchor, Google Podcasts, those are the ones that we're on right now. Still working on getting into uh, some of the other big podcast players out there. But we're close, folks. We're getting there. All right, today is Thursday, so now we can finally start looking into Week 15. We're like, what, four days out from, you know, Sunday of Week 15? We've got a game on tonight, absolutely fantastic. Uh, Chargers, Raiders should be a good one. So we'll have our moneymaker, we'll have our predictions. We got to talk through that game. So we talk, um, we guess and react to the official lines today on the show. We'll go through the matchup, just talk about it, guess what we think the line is going to be, and then we'll once we go through predicting all the games, then we go to DraftKings and see what the actual line is. See, you know, if we were right on par, is our thinking right on, you know. Uh, Vegas is thinking, see where we where we were right, see where we were wrong, and uh, you know we'll go from there. Um, but uh, before we get into any of that, we've got a couple of stories to talk about. A couple of them, we got a we got a few here. <laughs> Call it a few stories. All right, so the first one: Panthers activate wide receiver DJ Moore from the reserve COVID nineteen list. This is going to be huge for the Panthers. Um, Teddy Bridgewater, he can be fine without Christian McCaffrey, but once you start taking away, you know, some of his wide receiver weapons, he's been struggling. He struggled last week, so this is going to be a huge uplift here for the Panthers offense. Uh, depending on who they face this week, this could be, you know, this could be great news for a Panthers win this week. Um, I think they have the Packers this week, so not not going to be good, but, you know, he gets a weapon back. Alrighty, Ravens have placed Hollywood Brown, James Proch, and Miles Boykin on the reserve COVID-19 list, so that kind of little outbreak in Baltimore is not quite over yet, and now it's taking out the wide receivers, but really, this uh, they're not a passing team. I mean, yes, Hollywood Brown caught that touchdown against the Browns this week, I get it, but I mean, the Ravens are mostly running team anyway, so their main offense is still going to be in place even without some of these receivers being out. But, um, yeah, we'll, we'll see, um, you know, if these are, you know, close contact risks or if they, you know, actually tested positive for COVID. So we'll have to keep an eye on these players, but it shouldn't really hurt the Ravens too much, too much. They don't pass the ball down the field. Lamar Jackson consistently has 182 yards passing. I think they can, you know, find some other receivers to do, you know, some mediocre passes, you know, some intermediate passes. So, you know, it's not like this Ravens team has a bunch of deep threats that they go to on a consistent basis. And even if they did these receivers are not it I'll tell you that Hollywood Brown he's fast but can he go and get a one-on-one ball uh, I don't think so so I don't think this is going to hurt the Ravens too much um, especially they had the Jaguars this week is that supposed to intimidate I mean you could have just Lamar Jackson playing against the Jaguars and they would win the game by 20 points just like that so don't think this is going to hurt the Ravens too much with all these wide receivers being on the COVID-19 list all right, Patriots wide receiver Julian Edelman returns to practice. This was yesterday. Um, he hasn't played since week seven. So this is going to be a huge weapon for Cam Newton in this Patriots offense. This Patriots offense is one of the worst offenses in the league. Like maybe even the Jets offense may be better than this 
Patriots offense, honestly. Um, Cam Newton, he can't throw the ball down the field. He's got like six passing touchdowns this season. What is that? Um, he's running touchdowns. He's still putting up points, but um, not not as consistent and not looking anywhere near where he, you know what he was doing in Carolina. So. <clears throat> Julian Edelman, you know, he's been a Patriot forever. Um, great slot receiver. Good for Cam Newton. Good for this Patriots offense of everything, you know, kind of within 10 yards. So this is going to be huge for the Patriots uh, this week, folks. If he actually does play... Um, you know, we'll see. They've got uh, they've got the Dolphins this week, so maybe hopefully he doesn't play this week. Maybe uh, take an extra week to just uh, heal up fully. Alrighty, as we said on the show yesterday, John Brown he was activated from IR, but but he's not playing this week. He practiced, but they're gonna hold him off for maybe another week, maybe another two weeks. There is no real rush to bring this man back. I mean, the Bills they're looking good. What are they ten and three? Already kind of secured a playoff spot, very close to securing the division. So, you know, yeah, you know, let this man get comfortable, acclimated back into this offense. There's no real need to bring this man back in. Josh Allen is still flourishing without him. He's just kind of, you know, a cherry on top at this point. You know, um, you know, the entire team is kind of the ice cream. You got Stephon Diggs as the whipped cream. And John Brown's just going to be the cherry from now on. And, you know, I think he's going to be perfectly fine with that. I, I know Josh Allen's going to be perfectly fine with having a cherry with his Sunday now. So John Brown not playing this week, but did practice. So good sign coming for next week. All right, let's keep moving on here. Pete Carroll says tight end Greg Olson has, quote, made an extraordinary recovery from a foot injury and could return to action soon. So now this Seahawks offense could be getting better going into the playoffs. I mean, you give Russell Wilson a great tight end, a great catching tight end, and Greg Olson, I mean, he's a Panthers legend, folks. So uh, if they can get him back for the tight end spot, this, this, uh, this Seattle team is going to be even more dangerous than what they've already been offensively could you imagine Greg Olson and DK Metcalf both having great games and then you add Tyler Lockett into the mix I mean that's going to be dangerous so Russell Wilson could be getting a a new uh, a new toy back into the offense soon here with uh, Greg Olson coming back all right, Big Ben Roethlisberger on the offensive struggles. Quote, I just want everyone to take a deep breath. We've got time, and I 100% agree with Big Ben here. I mean, folks, they just lost their first game 11 weeks into the season. Can we all just take a deep breath? The offense has been, has been sputtering a little bit, but the defense has still been very, very solid. I mean, yeah, they just lost against the, against the Bills, but they totally basically shut them out in the first half, and, um, you know, they gave up a, you know, a couple scores in the second half it's unfortunate but you know this overall this team is still good they're dealing with multiple injuries later down in the season they just need to kind of get everybody healthy and then kind of resume back you know when the playoffs or when the playoff begins so we'll keep an eye on what the Steelers are doing we're still buying into them we still have them in the you know one of the top 10 teams in the league um you know it, it's funny you know how some teams get free passes in the media and so and how other teams don't get free passes we've been giving free passes to Josh Allen for the last two years but Big Ben has like one you know mediocre season and everybody wants to jump ship on him this quickly let's all take a breath folks these are you know this is a Super Bowl winning quarterback we they've got a Super Bowl winning head coach they know how to overcome some of this adversity that they're facing right now that's why they have won rings and have always been successful and have went you know 10 and 0 11 and 0 this season so everybody take a deep breath they were playing games back to back to back really I mean three games in 12 days the COVID had 
had he had to face the Tennessee Titans who had a, t a COVID outbreak and the Ravens who had a COVID outbreak. They've just kind of gotten the short end of the stick on some of their scheduling and how you know the season has really played out. So yes, Big Ben, we are taking a deep breath for you. Um, yeah, we. I mean, I can't wait to watch this team again. They're going to get it figured out, folks. And when they do, it's going to be real good. Um, I mean, remember what they did in the beginning of the season? I mean, Big Ben, yeah, he was dinking and dunking, but they were still putting up points and getting it the ball to their wide receiver. So they're all going to be healthy in the next couple weeks. Everybody's already starting to get a little bit healthier. So, yeah, um, the Steelers team, folks, they're good. Let's all, let's all relax. <clears throat> Alrighty, here we go. Continuing on. I told y'all we had a couple of stories here today. Um, Sean Payton said Drew Brees still has, quote, a ways to go in his recovery from 11 broken ribs and the punch punctured lung. Uh, quote, he's someone we're not going to just hurry back and just put him in the game. I mean, folks, that's what I've been saying this entire time. Taysom Hill's a very solid backup. He could be a starter in this league. Yes, he struggled on the road a couple of times so far. He was good at, good at home for those two home games. And then he was looking a little iffy on the road during the road, two road games against the Broncos. They did put up 30 points, but that was with the Broncos having no quarterback. Um, and then, you know, against the Eagles last week, you know, they lose the game. So, yes, he doesn't look good on the road. Um, but, you know, the, he was also facing good defenses. That Broncos defense at home is very good, and this Eagles defense is slept on, folks. I'm ready to start putting this Eagles defense really in the top five of best defenses so far this season. Steelers, Dolphins, Rams... Um, Eagles, who, who would be the fifth? Or the Eagles would be the fifth. Who would be the fourth? I'm trying to think. I can't. It's not coming to me real quick. Dolphins, Steelers, Rams... Washington, yeah, Washington, and then the Eagles. I would put all those in the top five of defenses, folks. So, um, Taysom Hill, he struggled a little bit when defenses are good, but I mean, they were still moving the ball relatively good last week against the Eagles. It was just the turnovers that crept in. So, we still like. You know, not rushing Drew Brees back. We don't think that's a smart strategy at all. They've already lost that number one seed in the NFC. So, I mean, let's not rush this man back out now. I mean, just live with Taysom Hill on the field. Um, so, not rushing patient, pay, or, um, Drew Brees back. I think it's a smart decision. Let this man rest up. This is the end of his career, folks. One or two more seasons, then he's done. Get this man fully healthy for one last final fully healthy playoff run I want to see Drew Brees he still got it the arm's still good the roster's there the talent is there the weapons are still there get this man a thousand percent healthy let this man have one more run at the playoffs folks let Taysom Hill finish out the regular season then uh you know week one of the playoffs start this man up you know um, that's what I'm looking for so Sean Payton knows this Drew Brees is not I would expect Drew Brees not to start for the rest of the regular season folks and that's what we've been saying so I love it. <clears throat> Alrighty, three more to go. And this is just to kind of see how much passing has evolved in the, I mean, short kind of last, maybe even three years. But look at this. Justin Herbert, rookie, 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 rookie quarterback, folks. Look at his completion percentage. 66%. The completion percentage this season is totally out of whack. And I'll tell you right now, here's a perfect example. Justin Herbert, 66% completion percentage. It's fantastic. You know what I say about NFL. If you have 62 to 65, that's good. Anything over 65 is actually really great. So Justin Herbert, rookie year is great. Is that crazy to say? Possibly. Let's compare it to Aaron Rodgers, who has historically one of the best completion percentages of any quarterback. So 
Justin Herbert, rookie year, 66%. Let's look at what Aaron Rodgers has done his career. How many times has he has Aaron Rodgers, potentially the GOAT, you can make the argument, thrown over 66% completion percentage? He had it once. Or no, hang on, that was 2020. Hang on. Here it is. He has it once in 2007, but he played two games, so we're not even counting that. He had 71%. Um, 64, 65, 68. Here we go. So one time in 2011, he threw over 66%, 67% in 2012, 66% in 2013. So three straight seasons of back to back over 66%. Um, then he drops down to 65, then 60, then 65, then 64, then 62, then 62, then 60. Nine. So four times in Drew, in Aaron Rodgers' career, he threw over 66% completion percentage. And Justin Herbert has done it his rookie season. It's getting out of whack, folks. Passing, if you haven't noticed it already, passing is the new trend in the NFL. And quarterbacks are throwing like 65-70% now. It's absolutely crazy. Passing's the future. Justin Herbert's good. It's just crazy now. We have to kind of refigure out our metric on what actually like good completion percentage is, what's great completion percentage, and what's kind of average and what's below average. We have to kind of refigure out this metric going into 2021 because we just saw Justin Herbert throw 66% with three games left absolutely crazy truly crazy um all right two more left and then we'll get into kind of our main show here we go Steelers offensive coordinator Randy Fickner quote I'm not afraid to throw it deep all right then do it please we're waiting for it you have the receivers you have the quarterback you turned Ben Roethlisberger into a dink and dunker how do you do that? The man was an absolute gunslinger for, what, 16 years in the league? He won a ring. I think he won two rings because of that. So, yeah, you're not afraid to throw deep, but can we can we start getting there, please? I mean, with this quote and with the quote of Big Ben saying everybody needs to relax, let's, let's start getting into some motion here. Um, all right. So, and then our last story. Here we go. Last story, and it's the worst story, the worst news you'll ever hear. Here it is. Giants announced offensive coordinator Jason Garrett has tested positive for COVID-19. No, no. The Giants offense is crumbling right before our eyes. They were the number one. In my opinion, they were the best team in the NFC East like two weeks ago. And now these last two weeks, they are just sputtering. The offense isn't working. He's going to, he's got COVID. So he's going to miss this week and probably next week and possibly, possibly, possibly even maybe even the last week of the game, like depending on how kind of this kind of schedule falls out and when he gets cleared to go back. So, I mean, when you have COVID, you really have to sit out for 14 days. So this is going to be this week and next week. Hopefully this man gets healthy. Hopefully he's, he's basically asymptomatic and, you know, is healthy and he clears it. I love what this man's doing for the Giants. I really thought he was making Daniel Jones even a better quarterback than I already think he is. And this is going to be huge. So now you're probably thinking who's going to call for the call the plays for the Giants this week. Well, now it gets even worse. <laughs> now it gets even worse. Former Browns head coach. That's never good. You never want to hear those words. Former Browns head coach because you already know it's going to be bad. So former Browns head coach Freddie Kitchens, he will take over play calling Sunday night against Cleveland. Against Cleveland. Oh, goodness. Everything is just shaping up to be wild in this story. 
Freddie Kitchens, remember him, the the one year head coach for the Cleveland Browns. Remember what he did, six and ten. And I don't want to hear, oh, they just got all their weapons in 2020. No, no, no. Look at their offense in 2019 with Freddie Kitchens, Baker Mayfield, Nick Chubb, OBJ, Jarvis Landry, Kareem Hunt. They had the weapons and they went six and ten. You bring in Kevin Stefanski and they're already nine and four with three games left to go the season. So, folks, Freddie Kitchens, stay away from the Giants. This week, folks, you got Freddie Kitchens calling the plays. What is he going to do? I mean, this Giants team offensively has no real stars. And you had Baker Mayfield, OBJ, Jarvis Landry, Nick Chubb, Cream Hunt. That's five big pieces right there offensively. And he won six games. I'm not buying it. And plus, he's going against the Cleveland Browns. Talk about that. I mean, yes, he's going to be out for revenge, but. He can't call plays, so what is he, he going to be doing out there? Stay away heavy from the Giants this week, folks. They're not going to get it done with Freddie Kitchens calling plays. I can guarantee that. Um, Daniel Jones struggled last week, his first game back. We don't even know if he's playing. Colt McCoy could be playing this week. We're not 100% sure yet, so I would absolutely stay away from the Giants this week. There, It's a lot of it's a lot of nonsense going on over there. You, they got Freddie Kitchens calling plays. I don't even know why that man was even hired after what he just did in Cleveland last year. I don't know. Um, all right, that's all the stories that we needed to get out of the way. Some good ones there. Um, all right. Um, all right, our main topic today, Thursday. Guess and react to the lines of week 15. So we've got our Thursday night game. We've got all. Oh, hang on. Whoa. Whoa. We've got two Saturday games this week. I totally forgot. Um, holy cow. Saturday, Bills, Broncos, and Panthers, Packers. Two Saturday games. So we're going to go through all these games, talk about them. Um, give our what we think the line's going to be, and then we go and see what the actual line is after we've guessed the lines of every single game here. So, without further ado, let's get into it. We'll do our moneymaker uh, for Thursday night's game, tonight's game, when we get to reacting to the line. So, here we go. Chargers, Raiders, this is your Thursday night matchup here. So, Raiders are at home. That's a good sign. I've been kind of falling off the Raiders lately, but they're going against the Chargers this week, folks. This Chargers team is so trash. Like, I know they have Justin Herbert, and that's really all they have. Their, head, their coaches, I don't know what they're doing over there. Um, they almost blew it against Atlanta last week. Oh, my goodness. We talked about that yesterday. The interception, the interception, the interception, three straight interceptions, basically playing hot potato and who wins the game. And and luckily, the Chargers didn't make a second mistake in the fourth quarter. So they end up winning by three against the Falcons. The Raiders, they got kind of blown out. Now, they're moving the ball down the field decently, but it's these turnovers that these Raiders are having. They had three last week against the Colts. That's unacceptable. I think they had more, a couple... Um, like two weeks ago, I think they had like the three turnovers as well. When they faced the Jets, they had a couple of turnovers. So this team needs to take care of the football. They've got some good pieces. Henry Ruggs, I think, is going to be out this week. That's going to be huge. I don't know how to call this game. We're, I, I highly advise, even before looking at the line, I stay away from this game. We can't trust this Chargers team. They blow the games, and they're not at home. So I give them no shot of winning. But this Raiders team, they're turning the ball over way too much. This Chargers defense is okay. They're just an okay team. This Raiders team shows some glimpses of greatness. But then every time they do that, they go and flounder and clam right back up and then lose. They're 7-6. and six. They've lost their last, like, three out of their four games. And that's what they did last season. So, I mean, that's what the trend is continuing this season. We can't buy this Raiders team. We're going to call this one... I don't, like Raiders minus four, I mean, 
I, and at that point, I think I take take the Chargers plus the points. But we'll talk about it when we see the official line. We can't trust Chargers. We can never trust them. And what we've seen lately from this Raiders team, it's not good. It's really not good. Derek Carr is playing okay, but he's throwing interceptions. That cannot happen. Now, they may go run heavy here because Josh Jacobs, you know, his second game back, he just kind of got a, a full rhythm, full cardio of NFL action in. Expect him to be kind of a, maybe a bigger piece here this week. But, um, yeah, I mean, we cannot trust this Chargers team. Offensively, They, I don't like what they call play-calling-wise. They they clam up offensively. Justin Herbert, he's got an arm. Trust it. Throw deep. Let this man go deep, like, consistently throughout the game. They do it, like, here, like, one time, maybe one or two times in the game. But do it a little bit more consistently because he's got the arm. And you've got, you know, decent wide receivers who can go and make those catches. So, we don't, we're, we don't think we're going to get any good value here. We'll call this one Raiders minus four, and I really don't even like that because I don't think the Raiders are that good. But that's what I'm going to say that Vegas is going to call it at. We'll go Raiders minus four. Okay, then here we go. The Saturday games. Let's get these out of the way. Bills, Broncos. Bills should have no problem here, but the Broncos are pretty good at home. So their offense could maybe keep up a little bit because Drew Locke just threw four touchdowns and no picks like last week. That was pretty impressive. I mean, this man can play. He just kind of got injured early in the season. He wasn't, you know, he was kind of in and out, in and out, in and out. So, you know, now that he's got a couple of, you know, consistent games strung together, Drew Locke is playing pretty good and he's got the arm to back it up. Um, now, the Bills, where we've always been waiting for them to take the step back. We don't think it's going to happen here. Um, the Bills, Saturday night game, another kind of big primetime game for them. And I expect them to come out firing, firing, firing. We saw what Josh Allen did last week. It was no nonsense. Um, you know, he kind of struggled in the first half. We do have to say that. But this Broncos defense isn't as good as the Steelers' defense is. And this Bills team... When they're facing, you know, mediocre defenses, they have Stephon Diggs absolutely destroy them. So, look for another big game here. Um, this could be a shootout, honestly. Saturday night game, kind of 4.30, a little wonky kind of time here. The Broncos are trending up. The Bills have just always been trending up this entire season. So, we're going to call this one Bills minus three just because they're on the road here. <clears throat> um... We may like Broncos plus three. If they're getting any more than plus three, I may like them. I think the Bills win it, but I think Drew Locke, he can keep the game close. This Bills defense, though, against Drew Locke, you know, he usually does turn the ball over. Last week, he didn't, but can he get back to that? Most likely, this Bills defense is pretty good. So, um, we'll call this one Bills minus three. And then the last Saturday, Saturday game, the night game, Panthers Packers. Is that going to be a good one? Is this going to be a good one? The Panthers are pretty good. I'm kind of excited they're finally getting a primetime spot because nobody's been talking about the Panthers this season. And that's, I mean, it's well-deserved. They have four wins. Why are we talking about a 4-9 team who's running back, whose star player has been injured this entire season? I totally get it. But with Matt Rule, I mean, this is going to be a huge game for him. Nationally televised, primetime game, huge game. I mean, they're not playing for anything. So you have to just kind of get everybody to buy into this game knowing that there, there's nothing after three weeks. There's just nothing. They're, they go on vacation in three weeks. So Matt Rule, he's kind of has a tough job here to get Pan the Panthers players ready to go this week. The Packers, they're trending up. Aaron Rodgers isn't turning the ball over. He's looking good. Now the games are being a little bit more competitive, but the Packers are still winning, and they're still winning by a touchdown. So that's still good wins there by the Packers. Their defense has always been good. 
Um, their offense, as I said, they don't turn the ball over. And what we what we just saw against the Lions last week, we saw that kind of one big hit, uh, three plays, one minute drive for 75 yards and a touchdown. But then all the other drives for touchdowns were like seven, eight, nine minutes. So the Packers can do it either way. This Panthers team. They go on long drives too, so probably expect maybe a lower scoring games, not a lot of drives, just kind of solid drives here. Panthers go on a six-minute touchdown drive. Packers go on a seven-minute touchdown drive. Panthers go on like a five-minute field goal drive. Packers go on another six-minute touchdown drive, and then, you know, at that point, we're halfway, we're like five minutes left to go in the second quarter, and the score is 14-10. So that's kind of how I see this kind of game trending. The Panthers are very good when both their receivers are healthy. Um, DJ Moore and who's it? Curtis Samuel. He may be the third. No, Robbie Anderson. When uh, uh, DJ Moore and Robbie Anderson are both healthy, the Panthers, they move the ball. Teddy Bridgewater is good. He really doesn't turn the ball over. So I think this game is going to be sneaky competitive because p- people don't watch the Panthers. I think the Packers win. I think this game's going to kind of trend exactly how the Lions went last week. Packers were like minus eight and a half. They win by seven. I think that's kind of what we're going to get here. So we're going to call this one Packers minus eight and a half, kind of trending like what happened last week against the Lions. This Panthers offense can go, can move the ball like the Lions do, folks. They've got kind of a similar kind of style offense, what they do offensively with their points and how many points they put up. They kind of do mirror what the Lions do. So I'm going to call this one a little bit close here. We're going to call this one Packers minus 8.5, and and I think, I think we'll take the Panthers plus 8.5 if that's the case. Alrighty, so those are the Thursday and Saturday games. Now let's get to the Sunday slate, and we start here with Texans and Colts. And oh boy, oh boy, oh boy, I love, love, love the Colts here. It's already looking like the Texans have given up. We saw them last week. They did not look good. Um, You know, they're really losing these receivers. Their backup receivers aren't playing consistently at a high level. We saw Kiki QT last week. What did he do, like 18 yards on one or two catches? Not that impressive when he just had over 100 yards his first game so you know he's getting maybe a little exposed there's tape on him he's not as good as maybe we thought in game number one so I think this Texans team is kind of moving on they don't have their head coach Romeo Cornell maybe losing the locker room a little bit the Texans defense is just truly not even good their two best players are Deshaun Watson and JJ Watt that's it that's all they've got their receivers are constantly hurt or not are getting suspended or just not on the team anymore um, they cannot run the ball which I really don't understand they've got David Johnson and Duke Johnson those are decent backs and they're not making it work so we are a thousand percent off the Texans and we are now a thousand percent on the Colts now this is going to be a blow folks this is going to be an old-fashioned blow it's a one o'clock kind of kickoff not a good game here <clears throat> Um, we, we can't trust the Texans here, folks. We just can't trust them anymore. Their offense, that was kind of their one kind of saving grace for us. And now, recently, it's been sputtering. So, we love the Colts here. Their offense is very good. They've got a good run and pass attack. Um, I mean, the Texans just let the Bears and Mitch Trubisky put up 36 points. What more do I need to say? They've given up. This Colts team is still fighting for, you know, positioning in the playoffs I think this is one's going to be big we'll call this one Colts minus seven and a half and I still think I like it I still think we saw the points I think the Colts win big folks I'm talking 17 plus points they win by the Texans have quit their offense can't score their defense is trash um you know that's their defense is so trash (laughs) it's just trash that's all there is to it Alrighty, Jam or Jets (laughs) Jams and Ruts uh Jets and Rams here um, Rams will score 24 points. 
the spread should be probably minus 23 and a half. You're basically just kind of seeing if the Jets put up any points at all. They always kind of score on their first drive, and then they've got nothing to do. This Rams defense, they're not going to let the Jets score outside of their first kind of drive. Maybe they give up a field goal on that first drive that the Jets have, but everything else, this Rams defense is good, folks. I mean, Adam Gase, he's going to be in for a rude awakening here when he has to go all the way to L.A. So not only do we have East Coast going to West Coast, we have an Adam Gase coach East Coast team going to a West Coast, West Coast, West Coast team. Off our um, head coach by one of the smartest offensive minds there is in football, Sean McVay. Um, and then we've got the best, one of the better defenses, top five defenses in the Rams defense. So do I think Adam Gase is going to have any success here? Absolutely not. We're going to call this one, I, I mean, folks, uh, this Jets team, they cannot score. Their offense is so bad. Adam Gase is, y'all don't know how I feel about that, man. Absolutely garbage. So, I mean, it was Jets minus 16 and a half last week. 13, no, 16. I think it was 16. Jets minus 16 and a half, or Jets plus 16 and a half last week. It's probably going to be the same here. Rams offense, Seattle's offense. Seattle's offense puts up a lot more points, but the Rams consistently score 24. So, I mean, we'll take the minus 16. We'll call this one Rams minus 15. Their defense, do you think the Jets are going to do anything against Jalen Ramsey or Aaron Donald up front? Come on. Come on. Uh, oh, my God. Yeah, the Rams, I mean, they usually put up 24 points, but they'll probably put up like 50 here now. I mean, they wouldn't put it past me. So, Rams minus 15, we may swallow those points. Alrighty, next game up, Lions and Titans. And Titans, oh my god, they looked real good uh, last week. Derrick Henry back to his 200 yards rushing. This Lions team, I mean, they've still got Matt Stafford. So, this, I mean, they're always going to be competitive. Their interim head coach is doing a fantastic job. Everybody's buying into him and at Matt Patricia. That doesn't surprise anybody, I don't think. Um, so, I, I do like the Lions. Um... But this is the Titans we're talking about. Lions, they have nothing to play for, but it's Matt Stafford. He may keep the game close like he did last week against Aaron Rodgers and the Packers. I mean, they did it. They kept pace. They lost by seven. That's not a blowout. That's just an average loss. So, I mean, they do keep pace a little bit. They do score very good in the first halves, in the first quarters. Um, you know, their, their scripted plays are usually pretty good. So... The Lions here may be able to keep it close if the spread is big, like 7.5, maybe stay away from it. We know this Titans team, they're good. Um, they do kind of struggle in the first half sometimes, so that's something you have to keep in mind. But last week, they did absolutely fantastic. What was it, 17 points in the first half, 14 points in the second half, so kind of even scoring throughout the, that entire game by the Titans. Good, solid win. The defense stepped up. They didn't give up a lot of points, um, and Derrick Henry was running absolutely wild on uh, I mean, all over them. So... Um, so we call this one probably Titans minus five. Titans minus five. I mean, this Lions team, they keep the games close. I mean, if they were just minus seven last week against the Packers, I don't see them being, you know, minus that much here. Um, the Titans being minus that much here against the Lions. So we'll call this one Titans minus, let's go, the, let's bump this up to, um, six and a half. Titans minus six and a half. Let's bump it up to that. Um, I mean, when this Titans team is, when everything goes right, you can't stop this Titans team. When everything goes right, you cannot stop the Titans offense, you can't stop the Chiefs offense, and you barely can stop the Ravens offense. So, I mean, these are one of the top three offenses in the league when everything's, goes, when everything's going right. We got a nice little stat here. The Titans are 35 points per game since week 11. 
That's real good, folks. 35 points plus. I mean, what is that? Five weeks straight? What are we in week 14? So four weeks straight of just 35 or more points. It's absolutely fantastic what this Titans team can do. Derrick Henry, man. He may, uh, he may run all over the lines here. All right, so we call that one Titans minus six and a half. All right, now we get Bucks and Falcons. How do we call this game? The Falcons are just absolutely trash. You cannot trust them. Matt Ryan, he's not getting better, folks. And it is it is kind of unfortunate to see. I want to see this man have success. He got to the Super Bowl. I want him to see him get back there and try it again. But the way he plays, he can't do that. The man is not good in the red zone. He has a ton of turnovers. He's literally good from throwing from their own 30 to the opponent's like 45. And that's the only time he's good throwing the ball in that kind of short range of fields. Once he starts getting into enemy territory, he cannot make any passes, can't make any tight throws, rarely converts any third downs there. That's why Young Way Koo has like 10 50 plus yard field goals because Matt Ryan cannot drive in the red zone or in opponent's territory so we can't trust this Falcons offense and I don't want to hear well you know Julio Jones doesn't play sometimes it doesn't matter they play better without Julio Jones so I don't want to hear that excuse and I don't want to hear an excuse for the Bucks either they put up 26 points last week is that a lot eh eh Tom Brady did he look good he looked meh he missed a couple of throws yes he made a couple of throws but he also missed a couple of throws so I guess we call this one Bucks. They were what were they last week? Minus six and a half at home against uh, the Vikings. I may we I think we have them Bucks minus six here, but I still don't know if we can trust it. I cannot trust Tom Brady now. This Bucks defense, what are they good at? They're good at stopping the run. The Falcons, they don't they run the ball mediocrely, so Todd Gurley's probably not going to get anything. But this Buck this Bucks pass offense may be able to help Matt Ryan out, but I still think Matt Ryan is going to make key mistakes here. Bucks are still kind of vying to still be a good team in this league. I mean, they're not in my top 10 power rankings. We cannot trust Tom Brady, even with all those weapons. How crazy is that? So, still not sure even on Bruce Arians and Tom Brady's relationship. I think they both don't like each other. That's just me. I mean, if they're talking publicly, outing each other in the media... Do you do that to your best friend? Do you go to, you know, your local news and tell on your best friend when he's not doing good? I don't know. Do y'all do that? I don't do that. I, uh, so I don't think the Bucks have a good relationship between their head coach and quarterback. So we call it Bucks minus six. They're clearly on paper the better team. They are the better team when I watch them as well because I can't. I don't trust Tom Brady that much, but I trust Matt Ryan less than I trust Tom Brady. So we'll call this one Bucks minus six. This Falcons team, I don't know. I was big on them in the beginning of the season, but they've really fallen off. And Matt Ryan has not impressed me or has gotten better throughout the season. He's truly kind of gotten worse throughout the season. How crazy is that? So we'll call this one Bucks minus six, and we may still swallow the points. We, we can't trust the Falcons at all. I can trust maybe Tom Brady a little bit. He still kind of gets it done sometimes, sometimes. I mean, with all those weapons, you're going to you know, you're gonna get it sometime, right? Um, so, yeah, Bucks minus six, that's what we'll call it. <laughs> all right. Here we go, Jags, Ravens, and as we said at the top of the show, Ravens are going to be missing a couple of wide receivers potentially for this game. We don't know if they have COVID or just close contact, so I mean, we're, we were talking about maybe 14 days or like three days that they can be out. We don't know yet, so not sure. I would expect them to probably, most of them to be out. Maybe one can make it, maybe, maybe, but expect to, at least two 
to not be in for the Ravens this week. Does it matter? Maybe because Gardner Minshew's playing, and he's the better. He's the best quarterback that the Jaguars have. Mike Lennon. Yes, they were slinging the ball with him, which you know was our green flag about Mike Lennon, but he wasn't converting or winning games or being clutch. So the switch back to Gardner Minshew is the correct decision. He can put up the points. It's kind of like what this Jags team is exactly kind of like the Bears offensively. When they were trying to move to a different quarterback, they weren't putting up the points and were still losing. And then when they switch back to their original quarterback, uh, Bears with Mitch Trubisky and Jaguars with um, um, Gardner Minshew, then the points start to elevate a little bit more and now you're starting to compete in games a little bit better. So I like that the Jags are going back with Gardner Minshew. I like that the Bears are going back and sticking with Mitch Trubisky. They put up the points, and that's what you need. If you're not putting up points, you're not winning games, as we just saw with Nick Foles. He had, what, seven weeks, and I think he won one, maybe two games. Two games, I think. So... Um, Jaguars are back with Gardner Minshew. Is it going to make a difference? Probably not. This Ravens defense is good. Gardner Minshew, I don't think he's that good that can beat this Ravens defense. And even if he is putting up points, we just saw Ravens versus the Browns. That's all you need to see. The Browns were keeping up pace. They put up 42 points. And at the end of the day, it's not enough. So I don't think this Jags team can put up 42 points. I don't think Gardner Minshew can put up 42 points. The Ravens, though, they can put up 50 if they want. So... We're going to call this one Ravens minus 10. I mean, folks, this is Lamar Jackson in this offense. Come on. Come on. You think anybody on this Jags defense is going to be able to do anything? Come on. Come on. They've been trading all the all their def good defensive pieces out this entire season. That's why they're 1-12, folks. So, Garner Minshew, he's just not going to be able to stop or kind of put used the Jags. And Gardner Minshew, their scoring output is it not going to come even near what the Ravens are going to do. We'll call it Ravens minus 10. Alrighty, Patriots and Dolphins. Interesting here. This Patriots offense is not good. Both these teams have very good defenses. Bill Belichick versus a rookie quarterback. He does not let you do that. We saw that with Justin Herbert, who is making, I don't know, he's looking like a freaking 10-year veteran in this league with 66% completion percentage his rookie year. Come on. So, I mean, oh yeah, that was the point. Um, this Patriots defense against rookie quarterbacks, Bill Belichick against rookie quarterbacks, what happened against the Chargers with Justin Herbert? 45 nothing. 45 nothing. Now, I think this Dolphins offense is better. We all know, you know, Anthony Lynn is not a head, good head coach for the Chargers team. They blow all the leads, and they get blown out 45 nothing. So, this Dolphins defense is going to be able to keep pace with the Patriots uh, defense. Cam Newton, this, they're not going, he's not going to do anything, folks. I'm sorry. He's not putting up more than 10 points on this Dolphins defense. I don't care if they get Julian Edelman back. If he does end up playing this week, it's not going to matter still. This Patriots offense is so not good, folks. It's so trash. They're basically hanging on by a thread. That's their defense. The, the one thread that's still left for this Patriots is the defense, and it's Bill Belichick. Everything else is going, it's falling. So, um, Tua, I mean, that was a good game against the Chiefs last week. Still battling, got down big, 20-point deficit still, you know, in it, coming back a little bit. So that's huge for them. Look for this offense maybe to get a little bit better. Um, we do have a lot of injuries still for the Dolphins, so ooh, there. But we'll call this one, we'll call this one Dolphins minus three. 
That's what we're going to call it. Just because they're at home, I think they have the better defense in the Patriots. I think they have the better offense. The Patriots have the better coach. This is, you know, Brian Flores. You know, he was coaching under Bill Belichick for a couple of seasons. I believe he was a defensive coordinator for a couple of seasons. So you've got that rivalry. You've got, you know, both these coaches wanting to call better defensive plays to beat the other head coach. So it's going to it's gonna be a tight game. Division game, those are always close. They, I mean, Bill Belichick knows this Dolphins team, folks. So um, we're going to call this one Dolphins minus three. That's what we're going to call this one. Okay, let's keep on going here. Bears, Vikings, and oh boy, oh boy. What do we call this one? Two interesting teams here. Vikings, um, you know, last week. I mean, they put up the point. I mean, they put up the stats offensively, but sometimes their offense, it really sputters. They fumble all the time. Kirk Cousins took so many sacks in that second half against the Bucks last week. It really knocked them out of field goal position every time they crossed midfield. He would just take unnecessary sacks. It would go from like first and 10 to like second and 13 to like third and 23. It, it would just be like that, and they couldn't score any points in the second half. So, we do like this Vikings offense. We like what Delvin Cook is doing and Kirk Cousins having good success when the run game is doing its part. But this offense, it sputters in the second half and we can't trust it. Now, can we trust Mitch Trubisky and this Bears team? Last week, he looked good. He looked all right. The Texans, they didn't do anything to stop him. We kind of watched Mitch Trubisky yesterday in our film study and he still wasn't looking good. They were just making completions and Allen Robinson was being really good. Now, this Vikings defense, they're not that good. Um, I don't think they can stop the Bears and the Bears defense just held the Texans at seven points. So it's real crazy here. Two interesting teams here. I probably stay away from it unless we get some good value here. Like if we get Bears plus seven, I may take it. Um, but that has bit me in the butt. We've taken Bears plus nine and a half before and we, we lost. So don't know if we can still trust them. This is interesting. This is an interesting game here. This is going to be fun to watch and talk about come Monday um, after the game. But um, we'll call this one Vikings minus three. I think these teams are very similar. Um, who's got the better offense? Vikings? Yes. I mean, Kirk Cousins is better than Mitch Trubisky, and they've got a good running attack there in Minnesota. The Bears, their defense, though, I mean, I was kind of impressed what they did last week. I thought they would kind of quit on the team. They didn't. Um, so it's going to be tough. Um, this Vikings team, you cannot trust them in the second half. Cannot trust them in the second half. They turned the ball over. I mean, they did it. They they gave up 14 points in the second half just by fumble sixes two weeks ago. Last week, they took sacks. Knocked them out of field goal range. Oh, man. This Vikings team, they fumble on the one-yard line. They fumble in red zone um, territories as well. So, can't, I mean, we can't trust, trust Mitch Trubisky, but we still can't trust his Vikings offense either. So, don't really know how to call it. I stay away from it. We'll call it Vikings minus three. All right, then we get Browns and Giants, and I already told y'all Freddie Kitchens is calling plays for the Giants, so heavily avoid the Giants here. The Browns, Baker Mayfield versus Freddie Kitchens, that's going to be a storyline you're going to be hearing all week. Um, Daniel Jones, he may not be playing, and if he is, he's not going to be 100% healthy, 100% healthy, and we saw what a non-100% healthy Daniel Jones looks like 
and it doesn't look good. It's seven points and not competitive. So we like the Browns here all day. Huge, huge loss that they're just coming off of, but they still put up the points. That's what they do. This team can score. Kevin Stefanski is a genius calling play or being the head coach, calling plays for the Browns, calling great game plans, not letting Baker Mayfield do too much. Great run pass, you know, combination there. So I, I don't like the Giants here. Their play calling is not going to be good. It's Freddie Kitchens. That's all you need to know. Banged up um, Daniel Jones. So we're going to call this one kind of big, kind of big. Browns minus 10. Browns minus 10. This Giants defense, is it good? It's okay. It's decent. We saw what they did against Seattle. Um, Kyler Murray didn't run wild over him, but they still were able to put up, what, 27 points? And I think DeAndre Hopkins was back to their leading receiver, so... It's not that good. So, and especially it's not good when they're not putting up points offensively. They'll get the defense is going to start getting sick and tired of them not putting up points, stopping, you know, Baker Mayfield and the Browns time and 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 time again. But we still like the Browns. We'll take a minus 10. That's what that's what our prediction is and we still may swallow the points honestly. Okay, here we go. Seahawks in Washington. And oh boy, oh boy. How is Russell Wilson going to fare against this very good Washington defense on the road? I don't like this Washington offense. I'll tell you right now, we're still kind of questionable with Alex Smith. You know, it's it was kind of said early in the week that he was going to play despite him not practicing all week. That's kind of weird to say. Um, So Dwayne Haskins could play. And that is that going to boost my confidence on Washington a little bit? I think so. I think I like Dwayne Haskins right now better than Alex Smith. Um, this Washington defense is absolutely fantastic. We just put them on the cash list. I'm officially recognizing this Washington defense as one of the top five defenses in the league. Chase Young is an absolute monster. Um, and we know that Russell Wilson this season has a history of throwing interceptions against kind of better defensive teams. They're on the road. So we're going to call this one... Seahawks minus four. Seahawks minus four, and that may be enough. That may be enough for us to take the points with Washington because we we like their defense, and they, you know Seattle's offense is good. Their defense is okay. Well, I don't expect Washington to put up that many points, but I also think Russell Wilson. He's shown that he can turn the ball over multiple times, and when he does that, they always lose those games. If he's throwing one, they have about a sixty percent chance of losing the game. If he throws two, I think it goes all the way up to like ninety-five percent that they're going to lose the game. So Washington. Their defense, folks, that's all we're talking about. Ron Rivera, also kind of only thing we're talking about here. When we talk about Washington, we don't talk about their offense because it's really not that good. We're talking defense and coaching, and that's maybe enough that you need. I mean, the Jets went to three straight AFC championship games on good defense and coaching. They had Mark Sanchez as their quarterback. Absolutely trash. The butt fumble guy. Yes, that man. So he, if you're wondering what he's doing now, he's not even associated with the NFL anymore. He's on college game day on like ESPN three or something. So no, that was a little disrespectful. It's like ESPN or ESPN two that he does, that he does, but he's a college talk, uh, talk, talk, college game day kind of talk show host because he's not that good in the NFL. So you can get by with good coaching and defense until the Super Bowl, And then you lose that. You need some offense in the Super Bowl, but, or in the AFC championship game, I should say. So I think we may like Washington here. Give me the four, this defense, Chase Young. Give me even more. Oh, if we're talking Washington plus seven, forget about it. I'll take that all day. We'll see what we get there. 
couple more games to go through. Let's kind of go through these quickly to get to the actual line. So here we go. Eagles, Cardinals. Um, I think we could get some absolutely great value here with the Eagles. Now, I, we may not love their offense. Jalen Hurts, he was looking okay, but a little dink and dunk, and his legs really helped him out last week, 100 yards rushing. They probably don't win the game if he doesn't do that. Um... This Eagles defense, folks, it's good, it's good, it's good. Are we putting them in the top five? I keep forgetting who the top five is. Steelers, Dolphins, Rams, Washington. And are we putting the are we putting the Eagles defense in there now? Steelers, Dolphins, Rams, Washington. Maybe the Eagles. They could be number five in the top five defenses in the league right now, folks. Love, love, love this Eagles defense. Love, love, love the Eagles running game. Miles Sanders, he rips off 70 yarders like nobody's business. He's maybe, maybe, maybe the second best running back in the league in the league Derrick Henry's obviously number one you can maybe make the argument Delvin Cook at number two but I think Miles Sanders or um Miles Sanders is that the yeah Miles Sanders Yes, Miles Sanders for the Eagles. He's a great running back, folks. Um, he really helps out um, Carson Wentz and Jalen Hurts. He's the spark of the offense. He can break off a 70-yarder. This run, this Eagles offensive line is good. Their run game is good, and their defense is good. Jalen Hurts, he just needs to be the game manager, and I think we could get some good value here. Eagles being on the road, Cardinals being at home, Cardinals kind of being the favorite team to the public the public's like oh the Eagles have a rookie quarterback we're gonna be off of them so we could get some sneaky good value here we're gonna call this one Cardinals Cardinals minus four and a half I would put this I would yes I think it, this this line really should be Cardinals minus four and a half but I think I think Vegas could go all the way up to like Cardinals minus six and a half or Cardinals minus seven and at that point we switch over to Eagles plus six and a half or seven that's going to be some great value this Cardinals team is good but what do they do offensively time and time and time again they go to DeAndre Hopkins as their only main weapon to score points they cannot score any points if they're not going to DeAndre Hopkins and that's why they're seven and six folks because defenses can figure that out and if you can stop DeAndre Hopkins defensively, you're pretty much going to win the game. And this Eagles team, they can stop wide receivers. I mean, they held Taysom Hill in that Saints offense of how explosive that offense is with Taysom Hill, you know, throwing to his actual wide receivers. They have to stop Alvin Kamara. They also have to stop, you know, Taysom Hill from running. So the Eagles defense, they covered the wide receivers of the Saints. They covered the running back of the Saints, and they covered the quarterback of the Saints, and they had no problem, won the game. The Cardinals, they're not as good as the Saints are, folks. Kyler Murray... Is he better than Taysom Hill? He's faster than Taysom Hill. Does he have a better arm? I don't know if I'm so sure, if I'm so sold on that. So we have very even quarterbacks between Taysom Hill and Kyler Murray. Um, weapons, wide receiver weapons. Saints have the advantage all day. Running back weapons. Saints have the advantage all day with Elvin Kamara. So I think I like the Eagles here. And if we're getting more than like six points, I'll take that. We'll call this one Cardinals minus four and a half. We'll see what we get. All right, Chiefs Saints. This is going to be a great game. Saints are probably still going to be rocking with Taysom Hill, and that's still fine. That's still fine. That's no reason to bail on the Saints, folks. Um, Saints are at home. Huge advantage for them. Chiefs coming off of a wow, what a performance by them. I mean, offensively and I mean, offensively good and offensively bad. You know, four turnovers, but you overcome all those turnovers and still win the game on the road. I mean, that's fantastic. The Saints defense. I don't think they're going to be able to keep up with the Chiefs defensively. There's going to be a lot of penalties on the Saints defense this game, folks. Um, you know, we see it time and time again. 
um, with the Saints team, they um, um, they they commit a lot of penalties. Like they'll have a lot of pass interference, defensive holding. They kind of shoot themselves in the foot defensively. Now, can Taysom Hill keep up scoring with the Chiefs? That's going to be tough. He can only probably do that at home, but he definitely has the talent to be able to keep up offensively with the Chiefs. This is going to be a close game. We're going to call this one Chiefs minus three. Patrick Mahomes, folks, you can't go against them, man. They've got one loss this season. I do want to root for the Saints team. I do like Taysom Hill, and I do want him to have success, and I don't want him to kind of, you know, lose his last two games. They bring in Drew Brees a little bit sooner than they wanted to because Taysom Hill's losing games. I don't want that. I want Taysom Hill to be a starter in the league when Drew Brees retires. Honestly, honestly, he's looking good. He's real good. If the Dolphins didn't have Tua, I would say go get Taysom Hill. But, you know, we got Tua, so we can't do that right now. But um, this is going to be a great game. We'll call it Chiefs minus three. Um, did we, do we take Saints plus three if that's the case? I don't know. It, it would be tough. This is a real tough one to take. I like the Saints defense, but I know they commit so many penalties. And I'm just looking. Travis Kelsey, the speed of Tyreek Hill. They're going to be grabbing all day, these Chiefs uh, these uh, Chiefs receivers. So, I think we get. I think we like the Chiefs here. All right, two more games. What, what's the what's the late Sunday night game? Is there no late Sunday night? Oh, it's it's Browns Giants. It's weird. It's all the way up here. It's usually you know the later game they go kind of in order the ones the fours the eights. This one was all over the place. That's why I was a little confused talking through this Chiefs Saints game because I looked at the time. I thought this was going to be the late game, but it's the four twenty five game. So the late game is Giants Browns. Okay, all right, all right. Daniel Jones on prime time without. Um, uh, Jason Garrett, that's not going to be good. Damn, that's not going to be good to watch. That's not a good uh, game to put the Giants on prime time. All right, two more games to talk about. Here we go, 49ers and Cowboys. Ooh, what do we choose here? I don't like this. I don't even want to call this game. This is going to be trash. Cowboys at home, I don't care. It's Mike McCarthy. He's not going to have him ready to go. 49ers, who wins the coaching battle? 49ers all day. Who wins the quarterback battle? Nick Mullins? Yeah, Andy Dalton has not been looking good, folks. His stats, he's probably been the one that I'm most disappointed in. I thought he could really kind of revitalize his career and kind of be like, you know what, that whole situation with me and the Bengals, it was really Marvin, Marvin Jones? Who was that? Marvin, whatever, the the head coach for the Bengals while Andy Dalton was there. I want to say Marvin Jones. I don't know if that's right, um, but... Yeah, so, I mean, Andy Dalton, he's not doing anything this season. I thought he would rejuvenate his career, be like, you know what, that time in Cincinnati, that was all on the head coach. I was still doing fine. Me and A.J. Green were doing fine. You know, 8-8, eight and eight, first-round exits if we made it that far. But, you know, I'm still a solid quarterback, but he's going here in Dallas. He's got the weapons. He's got the weapons, folks, and he's just not competing very well. This 49ers defense, they're not that good either. I'm not impressed with them. So, I stay away from this game. I don't... I don't trust this 49ers team. Their defense is absolutely atrocious. And uh, this Cowboys uh, coaching staff is kind of atrocious as well. They've got the talent. Zeke's not doing anything. The offense, I mean, we looked at the offense last week, folks. It was all their defense, all mistakes by the Bengals. That's why the Cowboys put up 30 points. That's a fake 30 points that the Cowboys put up last week, folks. Do not buy into their hype that they have a good offense, even at home. It doesn't matter. We'll call this one, like, Cowboys minus three, but that's just because they're at home. The 49ers are not good. The Cowboys aren't good. Shoot. Stay away from this game, folks. We'll call it Cowboys at minus three because they're at home. And then we'll quickly talk about this Monday game. We'll talk about more. We'll talk about this game a little bit more in depth on Monday when we can, you know, talk about it a little bit more in depth <laughs> on game day. So, Steelers-Bengals early predictions here. 
We'll call this one. I mean, this is the time for the Steelers to get back on track, folks. The Bengals have put up seven points the last two weeks. The Steelers' defense, they're going to say zero points. The Bengals are going to put up zero points this week. The Steelers, they put up 10. They put up 14. They put up 21. It doesn't matter. They'll cover the spread because defensively, they're not going to let the Bengals score anything. The Bengals cannot score anyway at home on the road. It doesn't matter. They put up seven, and now you go against the Steelers' defense. They're not getting anything. So we'll call this one like Steelers minus 13 and a half. Um, I mean, they just have to get their offense on track. That's it. They'll be good. They'll, I mean, if they win this game 45 nothing, can we all put the Steelers back at, like, top five teams in the league, folks, please? So we'll call this one Steelers minus 13 and a half. All righty. Now that we just predicted all those lines of all the games, now let's see what the actual lines are. How close are we with Vegas? Are we off? Are we wrong? Are we right? I mean, last week we, we did really good guessing. I think maybe we were wrong on like one or two, but it was like not even like more than like two points. So we were very, very on par with Vegas last week and we're ready to do it again this week. So here we go. The Thursday night game will give you our moneymaker. We predicted the game Chargers Raiders at. I just put minus four. <laughs> I think I just put minus four. I forgot. I think it's Raiders minus four. That makes sense. Uh, so we say Raiders minus four, and it's Raiders minus three. So okay, that's fine. Right on the mark here. Um, Vegas is saying that both these teams are very equal. Um, that's why you get the home team minus three, because that's given. And then, you know, if you think a team's better, you start lowering their points even more. So Raiders are minus three. Vegas thinks these teams are very similar. We agree. That's why we said Raiders minus four. We have them kind of... We, we think the Raiders are better than the Chargers because the Chargers cannot close out a game. They can only close out a game when the opposing quarterback is throwing two straight interceptions on two straight drives in the fourth quarter. That's the only way they can win games. So this Raiders team, they should win tonight. They should. They should. They should. They should. We're going to say they do. Um, I mean, we can't trust the Chargers to win. We can at least trust this Raiders team a little bit offensively because they've shown they can kind of win games. They've got seven wins. The Chargers have four when it comes down to them just being lucky because the other team is being trash. So, we're going to take Raiders minus three. We'll swallow the three. That's not too much to give. This Chargers team, they cannot play, folks. Anthony Lee is not going to have this team ready to go on the road Thursday to put up points consistently. They can't do it. So... Raiders minus three. That's going to be our pick. That's our money maker. I know I said to stay away from it, but I'm kind of liking the three here. If it was minus four, I would be a little iffy, but we'll swallow the three. I mean, games usually, you know, teams usually win by like three or seven. That's because that's how you score points, field goals, or touchdowns. So we'll take the three here. We'll, we'll swallow the three. All righty, here we go. The Saturday games. All right, we predicted Bills and Broncos at Bills minus three, and it's going to be Bills minus six, and that's okay. We can understand that. They're basically saying that if Bills were at home, it would be Bills minus nine. Okay, we thought Bills at home, Bills minus six. We felt that a little bit more appropriate. Um, this is going to be interesting now. Bills coming off of a huge win. Is Josh Allen's head going to get inflated? Um, that's a possibility, but we can't buy into it because I've been buying into it for the last eight weeks and it hasn't come true yet. And we're not just going to sit away, sit week by week and week, be like, oh, see, now we're finally right nine weeks later. So we're finally buying into the Bills and Josh Allen. Um, he's not turning it over, which is absolutely fantastic. But this Denver defense is good. Mile high. Bills have to travel to mile high. Different atmosphere there you know a lot of people talk about the altitude there that's like huge factor so if I'm talking Denver plus six I think I like it Drew Locke at home he's pretty good he didn't turn the ball over last week that's a huge good sign that he's getting better learning from his mistakes so 
I think early indications, I may do Broncos plus six, honestly. I think the Bills win, but this Denver at home Saturday game, 430, a little bit of a wonky schedule here. Let's play the number. Give me the six. I think this Broncos defense is solid at home. They're a solid defense. They don't let the game get kind of away from them at home. So I think the game's close. Yeah, the Bills may win, but we get six. I think we take the Broncos. That's kind of early indications here. We'll give you our picks tomorrow on the show once we kind of fully kind of digest and sleep on these lines. We'll come back at you tomorrow live on the show with our official picks. But I think I do like the Broncos plus the points here. Alrighty, and then the last Saturday game, Panthers. Panthers-Packers, and we predicted this, this one at Packers minus 8.5. Packers minus 8.5. It's exactly what it was last week, folks. And I think... I think I kind of like the Panthers plus eight and a half here. I already told y'all, Teddy Bridgewater with his two wide receivers, healthy, ready to go. They keep the games close, folks. Packers, they don't really blow out teams. They have the ability to like keep up, like put up a lot of points, but they usually kind of give up some points as well when they do that. I don't know. I think I like the eight and a half here. Packers are still kind of competing to lock up that number one seed. I get it. They'll win. This is, you know, once again, a Saturday game, a wonky game. Now, is Matt Rule going to be able to get his players kind of coached up? Because I know Matt LaFleur and Aaron Rodgers, it doesn't matter when they play. They're going to be ready. How was Teddy Bridgewater? DJ Moore just got, you know, off the COVID-19 list. How is he going to be playing? Um, it looks like he didn't actually have it if he's coming off the COVID-19 list this quickly, kind of not even a, maybe like a week turnaround time. I think he, yeah, I think he went on the list about, you know, Thursday, Friday of last week. So, you know, he was on for an entire week. Usually if you have it, you have to be out for two weeks. So DJ Moore, he probably didn't have COVID. So he's going to fully be healthy. He's not going to be, you know, sluggish on the field because he didn't actually have it. So this is a, this is going to be a, um, a close one. I think we like the Panthers. Once again, early indications. Give me the points. I'm taking points here, folks. Give me the points. The Panthers, they can keep up, folks. They can keep up. Alrighty, let's start talking about these Sunday matchups. Here we go. The first one is Jaguars-Ravens. We predicted this one at Ravens minus 10. Ooh, it's even more. Ravens minus 12 and a half. And we understand it. We get it. Now, is Gardner Minshew going to be trusted with 12 and a half points no, because that's not what we're talking about here. Well, yeah, that's kind of what we're – yeah, that's actually what we are talking about. Gardner Minshew, we, is the Jaguars' offense going to keep pace with the Ravens' offense? We know this Jaguars' defense is really not going to be able to stop the Ravens at home at all. I mean, at all. I mean, the Browns rarely – I mean, the Browns only stopped the Ravens when Lamar Jackson was not on the field in the fourth quarter. So, um, Ravens at home, that's going to be a huge factor. Jaguars – they're just kind of lo looking to tank out. I don't know if they're kind of competing to try and get Trevor, Trevor Lawrence. I don't know what their game plan with Gardner Minshew is. But Ravens minus 12.5, swallow the points. Jaguars on the road against this high-powered Ravens team. I get it that this Ravens offense could be missing three wide receivers come game day. But is it going to matter? They're going to get Des Bryant back. I mean, Des Bryant's good to go this week, I'm pretty sure. So, I mean, you elevate him into the matchup. Now you've got a deep threat receiver. Now we're talking about a dynamic of this Ravens offense we haven't seen this season. So this could actually be a blessing in disguise for the Ravens. Three starting wide receivers out. Des Bryant comes in. And now we've got ourselves a good offense here. We're, we'll swallow the points 12 and a half. Not good. Not, I mean, the Jags aren't going to do anything this week, folks. Come on. Let's be real. Alrighty, here we go. Texans and Colts. We predicted this game at 
Colts minus seven and a half, and it's Colts minus seven. Once again, right on the money, and we like it. I don't think this Texans team is going to put up more than 10 points this week. I don't think they can do that. Deshaun Watson, if he was going to have a good game, it would have been last week after, you know, two weeks ago, he fumbled on the one-yard line and lost them the game. Now he couldn't even compete against the Bears. You couldn't keep up scoring pace with Mitch Trubisky? That's not good. That's nothing you should be proud of. If I'm saying that, that's not good. So Colts here. They're rising offense. They're good. Phillip Rivers isn't turning over the ball. This running attack for the Colts is absolutely fantastic. They've got running back by committee with Jonathan um, Taylor and Nehem Hines, and they're absolutely fantastic. You got uh, Jonathan Taylor running for 100 yards. You got Nehem Hines catching, you know, 40-yard touchdown passes or just taking it the distance. So I like this Colts team. I think their defense is solid. I don't think it's as good as everybody says. I like Frank Reich. I think he's a decent coach, and this Colts team is going against a subpar team absolutely give me the Colts here I'll swallow the seven I would honestly swallow probably 16 and a half I would probably take them at 16 and a half don't get that 17 hook two touchdowns field goal I think that's what they win by let's see what this alternative line would be let's see if you can make some real money on this one Colts minus 16 and a half is plus 270 that's great value that's great odds right there 500 you you profit to 1300 bucks folks if you bet if you bet 500 you profit 1300 and you take 1850 away I mean that's great wow that's oof, that's some good money right there folks that's a solid bet too. I mean, this Colts team. I mean, they'll they'll probably win twenty by twenty four. Honestly, I I have the Colts winning here by twenty four points. I don't think the Texans do anything offensively. Alrighty, let's keep moving on here. Seahawks in Washington. We predicted this game at Seahawks minus four, and it's gonna be Seahawks minus five and a half. And now this is what I'm talking about. Some great value here. Washington plus five and a half points. That's fine. I don't like the offense. I say that every day. I do not like this Washington offense. I love their defense. I love their defense. I'll say it again. I love their defense. Is Washington the best team in the NFC East? Very close. Very close. I think we have to kind of reshuffle the order. Put Washington at one. Put the Eagles at two. The Giants at three. The Cowboys at four. Maybe you put the Eagles at one. Washington at two. But um, I think Giants are falling now that, you know, the play caller is out and Daniel Jones is not 100% healthy. I do not like this Washington offense. I do not like Alex Smith. But Dwayne Haskins could be starting this week. And I think that's an upgrade. I think it's an upgrade. Seahawks, I mean, on the road against good defenses, Russell Wilson, he's shown it this season that he does turn the ball over. We saw it against the Cardinals when their defense was, like, trending for, like, two weeks with Buda Baker. I mean, their defense was trending for two weeks and absolutely ate Russell Wilson alive, three turnovers, and Russell Wilson still only lost by, like, three points in overtime. So, um... They turn the ball over. Russell Wilson, I think the Washington can keep it close defensively. I think I take the plus five here, folks. I think I take the plus five. Alrighty, let's keep moving on here. Bucks and Falcons. We predicted this game at uh, Bucks minus six, and it's Bucks minus six once again, right on the money. And I think once again we swallow the points. I trust Tom Brady over Matt Ryan. I think that's a valid statement. Um, this Falcons team at home on the road, they're the same team. They really don't change playing on the road or at home. This Bucks team, they're going to be playing in a dome, so that's great for Tom Brady. Fair weather, that's exactly what he wants. Great for his weapons. Hopefully he doesn't overthrow any balls here. But, I mean, uh, this this Bucks defense, they're going to be a problem for Atlanta. I mean, I know I say that this 
uh, this Bucks team has a good running defense, but that just means that they're good up front and Matt Ryan being under pressure. Expect him to make a lot more mistakes. So, yes, this Falcons team has the ability to pass all over the Bucks, but I do not trust Matt Ryan anymore, folks. We're off of him 100%. This Bucks team, they're just trying to kind of string wins together. They're trying to look good in the eyes of the media, folks. I can guarantee you that. I think Tom Brady is kind of um, very upset that they're not talking about him a lot more, that he's not one of the great quarterbacks that we're talking about anymore. I know a lot of I, I know a lot of people are having the Bucks in their top 10. I think it's a little I think it's a little ridiculous to have this team in the top 10 of how inconsistent they are offensively with all their talent. Uh, but we'll swallow the 6 here. I think that's good. Uh, we swallowed the 6 last week. They made it work, and um, uh, the Vikings have a better offense than this, this Atlanta team does. So I don't think Atlanta has any shot here this week. Alrighty, continuing on, Patriots-Dolphins. What do we predict, like three in a row so far? Pretty good so far. Very good so far. Let's keep it up. Patriots-Dolphins. We predicted this game at Dolphins minus three, and it's going to be Dolphins minus two. Okay. So there. Ah, wow. Whoa. Ooh. Vegas is saying that the Patriots are better on a neutral field. How crazy. One point better? Are you kidding me? This a Patriots offense? I can see maybe the defense, but even the defense, the Dolphins is better. They, they, lead the, they lead the league in takeaways. What are we talking about here? Um... I, I know the Dolphins are facing a lot of injuries on the offensive side of the ball. We're not sure about Devontae Parker. We are getting kind of a running back back, so we're going to have Matt Breida, so our running game is going to be a little better than last week, which is good. Um, Kyle Van Noy, not sure if he's going to be good to go defensively. Mike Kosicki, not sure if he's going to be able to go offensively, so I can understand maybe Vegas is playing up the Dolphins' injuries a little bit more, but we can put pieces in. I mean, we I mean Brian Flores has been doing that since last season. And just putting pieces in. Let's get this. I mean, as long as our main kind of core is there, as long as we have like Tua and a good running back, we should be decent offensively. And as long as we have Xavier Howard and um, Byron Jones back there defensively and um, Needham and uh, Van Ginkle, as long as we have those four defensively, we should be fine. So... I'll swallow the two for Miami, absolutely. Um, should be a closer game, probably. But um, I, I don't think this Patriots team can really put up that many points. I think Cam Newton makes a lot of mistakes this game, folks. Um, so, Dolphins minus two, absolutely. Setting up short fields for Tua. He's the king of short fields, folks. He can he can move the ball on from like 35 onwards, absolutely. Um, so, yeah, Dolphins minus two. I think that's early good. Alrighty, let's keep going here. Uh, Lions and Titans. We predicted this game at Titans minus six and a whoa, 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 whoa. This is wild. Titans minus eleven, minus eleven. That's absolutely crazy. Damn, that's some crazy lines right there. Um, I think I like the Lions plus eleven here. I mean, this interim head coach, everybody seems to be buying into them. The Lions, they keep the games close. They just kept it close with Aaron Rodgers. Um, were they at home? Let me see. Were the Lions at home last week? That's that's going to be the deciding factor whether we actually like this uh, Lions plus 11 or not. I think they were in Green Bay, so I think they were on the road. I mean, so that's absolutely perfect. Oh, no, they were at home. All right, they were at home. Changes it a little bit. You know, you have to go on the road. So, all right. All right. Maybe we don't like it as much as we just liked it, thinking that the Lions were at on the road last week. Um, but I still, ah, man, the Lions are good in the first half. I, I mean, the first quarter. They're very good in the first quarter. Where the Titans, we know they could be a little shaky in the first half. So, 
Lions, can they keep this game close? This Tennessee Titans team probably is just going to run the ball a lot. I mean, that's what they do. Um, so maybe, I mean, if Derrick Henry's not, you know, exploding, you know, 35 run yard runs for a touchdown and he's just kind of getting three here, four here, eat, eats up the clock a little bit more and then accumulates like 150 yards rushing by just picking up like three, four, five yards of carry, not breaking the runs to put up the points, you know, running just to eat up the clock. So, Lions plus 11. We're going to have to sleep on this one, but um, 11 points. That's a lot. Damn. I don't know, man. Tennessee Titans, they probably win the game. I'm not saying they don't win, but the Lions to keep it close. I think I'd like them to keep it close a little bit. Alrighty, Bears-Vikings. We predicted this line at Vikings minus three. Vikings minus three. Another correct call. Love it here. Um, yeah, we'll swap. Um, Mitch Trubisky last week. Um, he puts up points. When Mitch Trubisky starts at quarterback, the Bears put up points. I can I can agree with that. That is a fact, folks. Um, they put up more points than they do with Nick Foles. That's a thousand percent trusted fact right there. True fact. Um, but this Vikings team, you can't trust them. I stay away from this game because it really could go either way. I kind of like the Bears plus three. Give me the points with Mitch Trubisky. But at the same time, Mitch Trubisky, he could flounder. He could flounder in this game. And the Vikings are at home. They're still trying to... Um, you know, claw their way into a playoff spot and just try and stay. I think, ah, man, no, they lost. They lost. Yeah, they lost it. They're out. So they're trying to get back in this week. Vikings minus three. Vikings on the road. They need to clean it up offensively, folks. They're turning the ball over in the second half. So as long as they don't do that, if they don't turn the ball over, we like the Vikings minus three. But who do we trust here? Do we trust Kirk Cousins not fumbling or do we trust Mitch Trubisky not being trash? That's that's exactly that's what you want to look for if you're going to take this game if you're going to bet this game that's what you're thinking to yourself do you trust Mitch Trubisky or do you trust this Vikings offense more you have to make up your mind and then choose so I'm not ready to decide yet <laughs> so we'll come at you tomorrow with that one all right 49ers Cowboys we predicted this one at Cowboys minus three 40 whoa wow wow Cowboys plus three at home. Folks, I know this Cowboys team is not good. I understand it. I was the first one to say that Mike McCarthy needs to be fired. I, But they're at home against this 49ers team? Oh, what is good? What is, why are the Cowboys plus three? I don't get that at all, folks. I truly do not get that. What is this 49ers team doing that this Cowboys team can't do? The 49ers got absolutely blown out just defensively. The Washington did not move the ball on them offensively. It was just the defense setting up in short fields or just scoring outright themselves. Best bet of the week. Do we sound the alarm right now? I'll hit the button. Woo, woo, woo. Best bet of the week. Cowboys, I'll take them plus three. They they probably win this game, but even if they don't, we get three. They're at home. They still have a chance for the division. The 49ers are out, Ski. What is going? Why do I not? do? Am I the only one that just doesn't get this line? I'm taking that. Cowboys plus three. I can guarantee you that's going to be our official picks tomorrow. Give me the points. The home team with the points. Better on paper. I don't like Mike McCarthy, and they probably still screw this game up somehow, but they're at home, and I'll take the three. Give me that. Damn. Wow. Woof. I love it. 
Cowboys plus three? You got me cheering on the Cowboys. I don't like to do that, but I'm doing that because they're getting three. Dang. Let's move on. Damn, that's good. Cowboys plus three. Get that before it starts to fall. That's good. All right, Jets-Rams. Here we go. We predicted this one at Rams minus 15. Rams minus 17 and a half. Okay. I mean, the Rams are going to put up 24 points. That's what they're going to do. Do you think the Jets are going to put up seven? Seven? You give them the 17 and a half? That's exactly. Do you see? Do you see? Oh, my. Folks, 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 folks. This, I mean, we're vindicated right here, folks. What do we say on a weekly basis with the Rams? They score 24 points. Exactly, exactly. That's what they average, 24. Any given day, you know that they're going to score 24 points, whether they're going against a good defense, they'll still manage to put up 24, or whether they go against a bad team, a bad defense, they still only put up 24. They put up 24. What do we say about the Jets? They are good on their first drive. They always score on their first drive. So what is Vegas? saying here Vegas is saying the score is going to be 24-7 it's up to you to decide do you want to get hit on that half a point either way folks wow 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 we're vindicated folks we know what we're talking about here oh my goodness this is wild 17 plus seven and a half or 17 and a half plus seven that's 24 and a half baby I don't know what you want from me ah uh, we, we stay away from it because we don't want this. <laughs> I mean, this line is crazy. I'm not swallowing 17 and a half points. I don't care who is playing. So we stay away from it. But we are 100% vindicated on everything we say. We are right 99% of the time. I'll say it. I'll say it. All right, let's move on. We got a couple more to finish out here. Eagles Cardinals. Here we go. We predicted this one at Cardinals minus four and a half. And it's going to be Cardinals minus six. And I love it. I love it. I love it. Exactly what we wanted. Eagles plus six. I'll take it. This defense is the reason why I'm taking them plus six. The running game is why I'm taking the Eagles plus six. This Eagles defense, if they're smart, they know they only go to DeAndre Hopkins in Arizona. So shut him down. They don't put up any points. Jalen Hurts, he's looking decent. His first game, I liked what I saw. It was a good solid first game you know seven or what was it 14 weeks into the season 13 weeks into the season so yes give me the Eagles here give me the points this defense will keep the game close um, this Cardinals defense is it good it's average I don't think it's anything special um, they kind of had like a kind of two-week breakout where I thought maybe this is going to be a solid defense but they kind of a um, little little iffy since then but um, yeah I'll take the six I love it I was going to take them plus like four and a half but give me them with six it's the defense for me folks that's all I need to see this Cardinals offense they're predictable that's why they're seven and six they were good in the first half of the season because nobody kind of expected them to just go to DeAndre Hopkins that quick quickly that fast I mean he just got here at the beginning of the season folks didn't think they were going to use him that quickly and that kind of efficiently so now that teams are figuring that out they're losing more games games are closer I'll take the six here Ooh, I'm oh we're getting some good oh we're getting some good ones here folks oh I love it oh this is gonna be a good week we're making money this week folks I can get I can guarantee you that Alrighty, Chiefs Saints we predicted this one at Chiefs minus three and it's Chiefs minus three apps folks. Come on. Come on. Come on. What is that like our eighth one that we just predicted right on the money today? We're killing it. Um, Chief, Saints plus three. 
it's a little appetizing, I'm not going to lie, but at the end of the day, it's this Chiefs team, and I know the history of the Saints defense. They just showed it last week, just got absolutely destroyed by Jalen Hurts. They were letting him dink and dunk. What are we doing? Now, if you're going to let your, the teams kind of play to their strength, the Eagles with the new quarterback was dink and dunk. This Chiefs offense, so what do they like to do? Just air it out. There's going to be a ton of pass interference. It's going to be killing the Saints all day. Um, Patrick Mahomes is going to be slinging this ball around. I I think we saw the three here. I, I I do like Taysom Hill. Don't get me wrong, but I'm I'm a little iffy on the Saints defense. I think the Saints offense doesn't have that much you know problem scoring the ball. But I really think this defense is really going to hurt the Saints, especially down the stretch when you know maybe the Chiefs are down by three. They they go for the deep ball. The Saints get a holding penalty or pass interference, advances the ball maybe to the ten yard line. Chiefs end up scoring you know maybe the final points of the game which is which is a touchdown and they were already down by three so they win by four Chiefs minus three I can see it going like that I stay away from this game two great teams going against each other and the three I don't think is really going to matter at the final score whether it being the Saints win or the Chiefs I think the winner wins by four or more probably four to seven uh, points so I don't think you're getting any real good value here taking the Saints plus three I think it's kind of a mute point honestly so I stay away from it Alrighty, Browns and Giants, we predicted this game at Browns minus 10, and it's going to be Browns minus 5, and you take that, you take that, you take that all day, this Giants team, they're not going to put up any points. That's what you need to know. Freddie Kitchens, offensive coordinator, banged up Daniel Jones if he starts, or you get Colt McCoy. Either way, it doesn't translate to more than like 17 points, so this Browns team easily can put up, what is that? What would they need, 22? They would need to put up 22 for you to take the Browns minus 5, 22 to 17. That's a push. They'll put up more than 22. We like the Browns here. And then Steelers, Bengals. Uh, we said Steelers minus 13 and a half, Steelers minus 12 and a half, right around the ballpark, right on the money, kind of once again. And we'll talk about this one more on Monday, but we'll swallow the 12 and a half. It's Big Ben. This is, you know, this is going to be the week. They had a full kind of rest. They're kind of back to a regular schedule. They play on Monday, a little extra day to prepare, night game, ready to get them back on track against one of the easiest teams to go against in the Bengals. That's how bad they are. They don't put up points. So um, Steelers minus 12, we can swallow that. No worries. Alrighty, that is gonna do it for us today. We got some—I mean, we got some good picks right off the rip. So we're, we're gonna sleep on some lines. We're gonna come back at you tomorrow live, noon Eastern, Twitch.tv/takesbyfans. Give you our official picks. Um, and just to kind of reiterate, today we're taking the Raiders minus three in our money maker. So go make some money on that. Um, all right, hang on. Actually, actually, let's do this. Um, let's see. So, oh my goodness, hang on. This one already climbed up to Raiders minus three and a half. I mean, folks, when you see something good, get it. Because as we were talking, it literally went up one point. So I like the Raiders minus three. Now we're talking three and a half. Buy it down. Just take it. Just, I mean, you don't lose that much value here in the odds. So um, let's tell you the difference between Charger or Raiders minus three and a half, which is minus 105. Um, and then Raiders minus three, which is kind of our approved pick as we're going through it, is minus 120. So you're not losing that. It's a minus one, minus 15 difference. Um, see, this one just changes. Now minus 106 instead of 105. It changes, folks. It's it, it just takes that quick for it to change. So if you see something good, always take it as soon as you see it.
And let's talk about these overs. Points by team in the first half. Overs. Chargers is over 12.5. I do not like that. Raiders over 13.5. I do not like that either. So I stay away from um, I stay away from both those. Truly. Um, not getting anything great there. So just Raiders minus 3. That's what we got for uh, tonight. Alrighty, we'll be back tomorrow, noon Eastern, twitch.tv slash takes by fans, giving you our official picks and breaking down Thursday night football. So we got Raiders minus three, folks. Let's make some money.